Hey church, how you going? Welcome back. It's my absolute pleasure to share the Word of God this Sunday with you guys. Uh, if you haven't met me yet, my name is Ben. I'm one of the elders here at Oak City. And yeah, I'm super pumped to get into this passage in Ephesians 4 today. So, who else, let me know in the comments, is excited to walk around outside without a mask on? Oh, the freedom. I would be so excited to just be able to walk along the street. One of my favorite things to do is to, to smile at people and say g'day and how you going and have that interaction. But it's been so difficult with masks on, right? It's, it's so hard to tell human expression behind a mask. It could be anger, could be sadness, could be joy. You don't know, but I am well and truly ready. I mean, one of my, one of the hardest days wearing a mask was, I think it was about 28 degrees and I was out lawn mowing and I had to wear a mask at this point while I was working outside. And it was sweaty as, oh. But for me, it, it, it's been the hardest bit about masks is not knowing what's behind them, the human expression, the human countenance that's been lacking. It's been hiding those frowns or those smiles. Um, but what gets me more than wearing masks because of a disease, I know the necessity of them. What gets me more than that is when we try and put masks on around each other, when we try and live with metaphorical masks, hiding our expressions, that hide our suffering, that hide our joy, that hide our love, that hide our excitement, um, all because we think it's the Christian way. You don't need to hide today. And I think that's exactly what this passage is getting at in Ephesians 4. Paul is tearing into the masks that we try and wear around each other rather than embracing the true life of Christ that comes from the inside out. See, as I was reading this passage, I was reminded of this song by a band called We the Kingdom. The song itself is called Cages, and the opening verse goes like this. It says, what if I got real honest? What if I took a risk? What if I opened up my heart and let you see in? What if I took my mask off, trying to fit in? I don't want to be a mannequin. And no, it's, it's not a love song. It really is a song tearing into this idea of living a false life in order to please others around us. And this passage that we are looking at today, Ephesians 4, 17 through 28, it, for me, it's a huge invitation to live the true life, to get rid of the mask and to really live into the Oak City mantra of trying to live without the bullshit. See, what's, what's going on here in Ephesians 4 is that Paul, in his apostolic calling, in his calling as an apostle, right? He's, he's anointed messenger of God. He is calling out the church in Ephesus regarding their conduct, regarding the way of life that they are living. And he starts um, with the saying, with the Lord's authority, I say this. He, he really is leaning on God's authority to say these things. He is not 
saying it from himself. He really thinks it is a Holy Spirit thing to call out um, this internal war. This internal war that is raging on inside our souls between the truth and the lie. And they're both begging for our allegiance. They're both um, trying to sign us up to their way of life. See, in this passage, Paul, he goes through and he calls out some of the symptoms of the false life. He has a go at them for lying to each other. <laughs> like lying to your own body would do any good. Uh, he, he calls out stealing as a way of life. He, he calls out anger and just unjust anger. Um, anger towards others. He says that we have no part in the the way of life of, of those outside the church. That they, the message says, are just living like they're confused. They don't know which way is up. So we are not called to be outsiders. We have learned the way of Christ. And therefore we are called to a new new way of life. A new way of life that starts by winning that battle in our heart for the truth and the lie. See, the symptoms today might be different, sure, but the underlying truth is the same. Resist the false way of life, Oak City, and lean into the truth. Take off your mask. Allow yourself to exist in authenticity. No BS. No BS. People love that about our church, that we say it. Let's not just be people who say things. Let's be people who live things. Let's live no BS. And that's where God begins to craft us into the likeness of Christ. When we can be real with ourselves and real with others. When we can live no BS. See, it says that we are to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. When you are real with yourself, you know that your righteousness and holiness come from one person and one person only, from Jesus Christ. And that the way you are living now is no longer judged. It is no longer shameful because He is working you out from the inside out. Your heart is being transformed into this new way of life. See, we no longer need to live a life held back in shame or fear or loneliness. We are invited into this community of love, the kingdom of God, where we are on this journey together. See, do not be worried about what others may think. If you share your struggles with them, sure, they might judge you. They might hurt you. But God might be using that to work something out in them as well. To work out our judginess. To teach us grace. To Don't be afraid to share what is going on in your life. Forget offending people or upsetting them. Or disappointing others. Don't be convinced you are the only one who could be struggling with that thing. Each and every one of us in this church is a work in progress. We have not arrived. You are a work in progress.
I love this passage in the message. It says, since then, the very same passage, Ephesians 4, since then we do not have the excuse of ignorance in everything. And I do mean everything connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it, the message says. And then take on this entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. How good is that? A God-fashioned life. He is the one fashioning your life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself out into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. See, like, like a statue doesn't start as an almost human form. The artist has to see the human form within the block of concrete or the block of stone or the block of marble, whatever it is. God sees the finished picture of you within the block, within the stone, within the lump of coal, he finds the diamond. He knows what is in there and he is chipping away and carving away at the statue to create you into your new self, into your true self. He is chipping away at the false. Glory to God that he chips away at the false, that we don't have to live that way of life anymore but we are called to live true true to what he is doing in us so like a beautiful artist he is carving this statue he sees the finished product inside the stone and he is working on you for me this begins with character it begins with integrity it begins with love it begins with the Spirit of God renewing our mind. See, internal changes. It can never be the other way around. It can't start with us just doing good stuff with our hands and then, you know, we'll change our heart. We are being renewed in the spirit of our mind. We are being renewed from the inside out. And the overflow from that thing is loving action. It is these good works that he's had planned for us. Jesus has seen the finished product within the stone. And every moment of this life, every interaction, every blessing, every trial along the way has the purpose of uncovering the beautiful piece of art below the mound of rock. My friends, this is all prologue. This is all introduction, really. It's all preparation for eternity. Our whole life is preparation to be with Jesus for eternity. This is what it means to become a disciple, to have pieces chipped away, to have pieces of the false self chipped away, and to become more true. To resist the lie and hold fast to the truth. But I want to encourage you today, this is not a process that can happen alone. Discipleship does not take place as islands. We may be on one of the biggest islands in the world, Australia, but you are not an island. You are not alone. You are interconnected. You are beautifully woven in to the other people in this body, to your Christian brothers and sisters. See, the NLT puts it like this. So stop telling lies in verse 25. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all part of the same 
body. The message says, come on now, no more pretense, no more lies. This is permission for you to be unmasked in your community, among your church friends. You no longer have to act like you have it all together. I love it. So stop telling lies. Paul is straight to the point. He knows we all just try and fake it till we make it. But the greater process happens when we open our hearts and vulnerability to one another and we trust that Jesus is working in that moment to carve out that beautiful statue. See, I heard this quote this week um, around the organization I work for, Young Life, where it's one of our sayings, and it says, your walk with Jesus is deeply personal, but it is not private. Your walk with Jesus is deeply personal, but it is not private. The challenges, the encouragements, the suffering, the struggles that you face along the way, when shared, build up the rest of us, build up the body. Um, maybe it could just be a thought like, man, I thought I was the only one who was going through this. I thought I was the only one who struggled with this. Thoughts like that can shut sharing down. Guess what? You're not. These things are common to us all. And if we could just share honestly and authentically with each other, we would become disciples. We would be crafted into the likeness of Christ more and more. See, we are thrown in the forge together. We're in the pressure cooker, guys. We are in the slow cooker of discipleship. Don't expect God to clean up your life overnight. This is a lifelong process that he has invited you to. And he's carving you, crafting you into the likeness of Christ. When we try and make our discipleship private, we, we miss out on the whole point, to be fair. We actually miss out on the abrasiveness of the people around us. People who just don't get us. Or people who judge us. Or the people who... Like those things can work to forge us into greater disciples of Christ, into greater followers of Jesus, into more intimacy with Jesus. Take those things back to Him. We miss out on truly knowing each other and glorying in the triumph of God in the, our struggles. Like, don't hide them, guys. Don't hide your life today choose to take off the mask resist the lie that you are not good enough you have been made right with God therefore anything you can share it's not going to undo that you are loved by God that is the truth so the invitation I want to give you guys today is to consider where might you be wearing a metaphorical mask where might you be hiding from your brothers and sisters? Where might you be missing out on, on God crafting you into the likeness of Christ because you're hiding? And the challenge is to find someone to tell about that. It could be someone in your huddle. It could be a friend. But share it. Share it honestly and share it authentically. I want to finish by quoting the chorus from that same song. Um, 
cages by We the Kingdom. And then I'll pray for us. But the chorus goes, I'm coming out of my cages. I'm stepping down from my stages. I'm sick and tired of faking it. What I wouldn't give to be known. What I wouldn't give to be known. You no longer have to perform. You are not on a stage. You are not performing for your brothers and sisters in Christ. You no longer have to be in a cage of your own making and hide behind a mask of of falseness. Be yourself. God's making you into a better you when you do. You no longer have to fake it. You have made it. And Jesus is making you. My dear Lord Jesus, I pray for my friends. Help us to take the risky step of diving deeper with one another, of taking off our masks, living real, living true. And I ask that you would give us courage for today. And you would remind us of the deep love you have for each of us, wherever we are. That love that was expressed in your son coming and dying for us, rising again, inviting us. And it's in his name we pray all these things. Amen. Well, good day there and welcome to the Oak City Church podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today for another encouraging message from our Sunday gatherings of Oak City Church. If we can connect with you in any way, please see us at oakcitychurch.com.au or check out our socials online. We hope to see you in person soon.